Okay, well, Peyton, I'm sorry you're depressed today. Thanks. Um, <laughs> because today we are going to have to talk about a lot. We're talking about Leviticus, as you know, and I didn't, um, I didn't know what to expect with Leviticus. I, I was like, I kind of thought it might be amazing. Yeah, I just wanted to get right into Leviticus. Um, I thought it, I had a lot of expectations. I, I like the word Leviticus is so dramatic and so kind of exciting. And I kind of like, it made me think of the Leviathans. Like mm-hmm. maybe I thought it would might be kind of. It's a really cool name. Well, I thought yeah, it was yeah. maybe a name and I was like, that's a hot yes. name. But then after we recorded Exodus, I remember because my, my Bible has all these weird notes at the beginning. Uh-huh. And I was like, what's Leviticus? And then it says the book of Leviticus was designed to be a handbook for the priests or Levites. And then did I read that out loud last week to you? You did. And, that's and then I what... think we were both kind of like, fuck, like, yeah, this is not going to be cool. Yeah. So it's about 30 pages and it was really intense. So like, yeah, it's a book of, it's basically like starts out. I have a lot of notes, but reading Leviticus was really intense for me because my brain, um, it was so repetitive and boring that my brain really was trying to like get out. Like I haven't been in so many situations where my brain like won't focus on what I'm reading. And it was like spinning out kind of almost free associating really soon. Like And so I'm looking through my notes that I took and like, some of them are so funny because they're just like, they're just like, I'm scared. (laughs) I, I, yeah, I think I've said this in another, another episode, but like the feeling of kind of being on drugs while reading it, like, like it felt like I was, or maybe drunk is more accurate. Cause I, I kept reading the same thing over and over again, which I was like, did I somehow go back or like what happened? But it's actually, they just repeat the same thing a lot yes and then it yeah it's kind of like hypnotizing into feeling hypnotize me into feeling drunk or like insane yeah it definitely hit yes it hypnotized me in a similar way and so um yeah like for one thing I I think so much about it is really uh who like nerve-wracking in in its way and then also like drawn out so like the first thing that like made me anxious was they kick off there's no preamble or anything they just kick off immediately with how to sacrifice cattle open the book page one this is how you sacrifice cattle this is who's going to do it this is what kind of cattle this is how and like already I'm like terrified because I know that there's no story like it's just yeah killing right off types of right cows. off the bat it's like lists or it's not lists I guess but it feels like lists because it's so boring um it's it's just instructions that's what it is it's instructions on how to sacrifice and make an offering to god and i mean the first good chunk is specifically about just animals oh i think that there's at least three full pages of cattle cattle there's like lamb eventually and this oh i wanted to say something going back which is very relevant to this chapter so like god is basically Aaron and his sons it seems like are the people who are taking care of this altar that Uh is just being I think I can't help but think of Aaron's sons and be like they're probably completely traumatized like all day long Aaron and his sons sprinkle blood like they sprinkle blood on themselves on the people that come they clean the altar they like dismember animals they help people burn them and then they have to eat them then they have to then Aaron and his sons eat the meat and like 
the priests and stuff like eat this meat and if, if any is left over like no one else is allowed to eat it there's all these rules but it's like i'm it just like they're so eating stinky. too much protein yeah but yes like they're probably so stinky they're eating too much entirely too much protein it's scaring me i think the sons how old are the sons if the sons are children it's like oh, i'm God. so scared for them not. that's who i think about that's who i think about it's aaron and his sons eating tons and tons and tons of charred meat and they're eating they're, they're putting salt on it like they're cooking they're cooking Okay. So yeah, they're talking about cattle and then you can all, I mean, it's okay. So it's pretty much what you offer up or sacrifice is an animal. And eventually they talk about like doves and like, do they say it's like turtle, turtle turtle doves, but I love this part here. They're talking about turtle doves and they say the priest and the priest shall bring it onto the altar and wring off its head. And it's like, I know, I know. So crazy. It reminds me of this story. I think I've probably told you before where (laughs) when I was, probably like 11 years old I was in the car waiting for my mom while she grocery shopped with my sister <laughs> and we saw this woman feeding these birds and then we were like oh that's so cute she's feeding these birds and then she grabs one and breaks its fucking neck <gasps> jumps in her van and drives away <gasps> I'm sure my mom was like you guys are lying but I think we were pretty hysterical and at least there was two of us so she believed us but yeah. that's what I thought of when I read this and then yeah. I was like wait was this woman going to make a sacrifice to God. Perhaps it was, perhaps she was a priest. Um, you, I'm sure your mom would have loved that. Um, yeah, I was like really struck by that moment of like the priests, like part of the priest job is like ringing off the head of birth. There's blood everywhere. Another thing I just thought that was weird was like, you have to wash the legs of all the animals in water. They're like, wash them in water. Don't wash their legs in water. And then the next thing, yeah. So what you're doing, I was going to bring this up. Leviticus for me feels like, um, trying to read it, my brain shoots off in different directions, like free association, like free association. So like, for me, it's like memories are coming up because mm-hmm. my brain wants to get out of it. So like, you remember this woman in the parking lot. Yeah. And like, so I, I had the next thing that was like, and like my brain is looking for things to anchor me. So like, one of the things was like the word rump came up, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And I was like, thank God. Oh, like, I was yeah. just like, it's a cheap thrill, but it is like, Thank Wait, God. No, that's so true. It, I had like my, the things that I sort of noted in this section are like mostly specific words. It's not like, yes, there's, there's it's no anchors. like through line necessary, but yeah, it's like, I, I found these anchors, like I underlined dung. Yes. Cause I was so, <laughs> I was so interested that like dung was such a part of the animal sacrifice. Like they were bringing their fucking shit to sacrifice. They have to with take, the but animal. they had to get rid of the dung. Oh, they, they get rid of the dung. They have to get rid of the dung and the fat and the dirt okay, and the, like the skin. The fat was crazy too. Cause it's like, all they were talking about is this animal fat. I was like, I know. I was like, okay, it's I think so... you need to, you can say it one time, like take the fucking fat off. <laughs> I know it's so like reading. It was so crazy. So yeah, I had like, I, it was kind of like, you know, uh, if you are ever trying to learn to run like a fitness program kind of, and if running, like for me, like I was never a good runner. No, me neither. But I wanted to be. And so when I would run the whole time, it would be like, okay, just run to this trash can, run to this light post, run to this thing. Yes. And the words like rump and dung to me are like, okay, these are these like light posts where it's like, okay, 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 okay. I just have to read all this, lay the fat to the side, wash the legs with water. Don't bring me a brown cow, like whatever. And then it's like rump, rump, you know? And it's like, yeah. okay, I made it to rump. Yeah. I can make it to dung. Well, I, I know and it's, it's exactly, that's, how I got that's through the it. perfect uh metaphor or whatever for it it's like that's how kind of like, and it feels like the f- physical sensation of running which 
in general is really horrible is similar to the sensation of reading Leviticus. It's like, it hurts. It's not impossible, but it doesn't feel good. And there's kind of like, you know, it's going to like feel good when you're done sort of thing, but yeah, it's a struggle. And you really do. Cause I do that same shit when I run is like, I'm like, okay, go to that bush. And I'm like, okay, you got to the bush go to the mailbox, you know, that kind of but it really, yeah, that's a, an apt comparison. Reading the Bible has made me think about a lot of different Christian companies that I would like to start. And uh-huh. so one of them is like a Leviticus brand beef jerky. Oh my God. Don't you think that'd be really good? It's yeah. like all about how to sacrifice. And it's like, maybe it's like, holy, like maybe something about it has, maybe there's a blessing in the bag. Kind and of like, like the, um, you know, they're like the fat Yogi is really tea. trimmed off. Yeah, no fat. Um, the legs were washed. Yeah, it's like really no dung. I was gonna say humane, but I don't know. I imagine they're no, probably not humanely pristine. killing these animals. Yeah, it's pristine. I and guess it's, wringing the head off isn't very humane. Yeah, and then you have, but then I think that there would be a blessing inside of the bag of beef jerky, like yogi tea that has like or a little like dove chocolate message. Yes, a little like blessing message. So that's Leviticus beef jerky. And then my other Christian business that I thought of starting is a Christian building. So it's like a Christian apartment building uh-huh. where every apartment is blessed with holy water. And then there's a chapel on every floor, kind of like the size of an ice room at a hotel. Uh-huh. And uh, every week so a priest comes by and blesses your apartment and they have like holy water. To- it's a pretty holy water based. There's just a lot of holy water. Around. Wait, does the priest live in the building? I think that there's a priest that lives in the building. Okay, so the, preacher, the priest comes and blesses your... Yeah, you get like house calls. Sounds like a like and, retirement facility in a way or something. Yeah, but this is for... So the way I see it is kind of like for Justin Bieber, like Hillsong kind of people. <sighs> oh my God. It would make money. It's like the scariest shit I could ever imagine. I know. Isn't it amazing? But it, it totally would be successful. But then would eventually like have an insane scandal and then have to close well yeah but you could probably make a bunch of money before the scandal yeah i'm like i'm what i'm saying is by reading the bible i don't think i'm having a religious experience yet but i am learning how to become like a a christian entrepreneur you're like a becoming a christian businesswoman anyways um something that i was thinking about during this first section of leviticus when they're talking about the offerings of the animals Mm -hmm. um well actually for i have a question because I was thinking, like, what would, if I could choose my offering that I wanted to give to God, what would it be? And okay. so I wanted to ask you, like, what would you offer, offer to God? To and God. it doesn't necessarily have to be meat, but I feel like it has to be some type of, like, edible something, right? Oh, it has to be edible? I mean, I was having a I conversation about this last night. What were you saying? Um, okay, so there's the, so Angel, do you know Angel Olsen has this song on her album, all mirrors called chance and I just think it's so beautiful mm-hmm. and um and I was I've been reading this book about like this doc like this guy making this documentary and he's like you know making this huge sacrifice to like make it and all this stuff and both of them it feels like it's like this work of art that they're offering to appease the gods and mm-hmm. I like had a truly a panic attack last night because I was like I have not created something good enough to give to the gods yet like I have not appeased them yet and mm-hmm. when am I going to do that? But it's, it's not, it's not food. It would be some sort of art or, um, you know, creation that I could give them and earn my right to like die. But then would it be like destroyed as the meat and shit is? Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe if you, can, if you think of a song in the way is like, 
it's destroyed when it's heard, you know, it's I like, guess so yeah, I don't know. But in terms of meat, um, the first meat idea that comes to mind for me making an offering to God is yeah. honestly a, a honey ham, like at Christmas. <laughs> I think that's really good. <laughs> like, what's it's that place like called? So generous. Oh, where you get them? Oh, Heavenly uh, hams? Something like that. Where you're talking about? Oh, the Heavenly place? hams. Like, In... obviously, it's for God. Everything is comes back to the Bible. It really does. I know we talked about this maybe in the intro, but yeah, skinny cow. Yeah, and I've been increasingly noticing yeah things that are obvious references. Well, I've also been wondering: are are these names of like brands or companies or whatever? How aware are they of the biblical connection? Because some I feel like things have gotten so far removed from the Bible in a lot of ways, like biblical names, like. I'm sure yeah. a lot of people who are named Aaron don't know that's a biblical name. Maybe that's what if true, like but... what if like Cheetos was like a biblical name? Like it like, might we're be. We're gonna find it. It's like hot Cheetos. Yeah, it literally whatever. might be. Like we don't. I mean, I've been we'll shocked find out. already. Um. Yeah. So basically, there's all this meat. It's so maddening. I just wanted to read you a little bit of my notes, actually. Oh yeah, please. That's making me laugh. So these are the notes that I was taking just straight up. Free association is beginning. My brain is breaking down. My brain will do anything to get out of this situation. And I'm almost proud of her. <laughs> like, I felt proud of my brain. Wait, your notes are so cool. <laughs> Mine you. are like literally scribbles that just say <laughs> like nothing. I'm like having an experience. So it's like, I was proud of my brain because my brain was rejecting it. Like my brain was like, I'm not doing this, Courtney. And I was like, you have to. And it was like, I... I won't. I'm gonna. Think I love that shit. you then chose to write that down, like the process yeah. of your. I mean, that it sounds kind of like I don't know, poetic. I don't know anything about poems, but um, yeah. I mean, I'm sure we're gonna have a hell of a lot of poems after this. Okay, so then I go on to say, chapter three, dot dot dot. Eat neither fat nor blood. Dot 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 dot. Then this all seems copy and pasted. Uh, then I said, oh the oh the text. Seems it all copy seems copy and, and yeah, pasted. No, oh I know, I know, I know. Yeah, it's said, so crazy how no offense, like badly this is written wait like no offense to who but like, like god I, know. I guess no it's it's crazy it's copy it's literally copy and pasted yeah. and then it's also like so many directions for making offerings of slightly different kinds another note i made was miss manners like it feels very miss manners that's like yeah, i don't know what that is like uh etiquette like cotillion classes oh. like make oh, sure god. you put yeah, your yeah, fork yeah. on make sure you put your fork on this side make sure you do this it's like it, it gets to a point where it's like this is becoming a little bit petty and kind of like like 50 like it's like miss manners like, it's like an insane amount of rules yes and then i wrote oh oh another uh okay another like okay i'm running i'm running i'm seeing something in the distance like okay run to this carcass of unclean creeping things loved like the thing about like creeping and the creeping things oh also and, the the just the talking about like the unclean shit i was oh, like oh yeah it's uh, it's absolutely well this is i'm we're getting close to the place where i kind of stopped being impressed almost by the lunacy and started to be like oh this actually might be this actually is certainly damaging to people that read it it's damaging to human beings and began to by the end of reading Leviticus I was like enraged and I didn't think I really would be I was just like this is disgusting this is the root of all evil and it well, made me even wonder, like, is by my reading it, am I making myself a little bit more evil? Like, am I getting the dirt of this book on me? You know. So uh, this book also is pivotal in arguments about the New and Old Testament and like how certain things from the Old Testament, once like Jesus died for our sins, so to speak, 
uh, like a don't exist a anymore. Yes. So, cause I mean, I'm not to fast forward, but like there's, you know, they're talking about like, and this is a book where they're like, don't eat shellfish. Like these things are unclean. You can't right. eat shit. Like you can't eat pork. And then it's like, it says, you know, then it gets into like the gay shit and it's like, thou shall not lie with mankind as with womankind. And, and it's like placing all these things next to each other. And then Christians and like other, I don't know, like about that much about other religions that use the Bible, but Christians, at least they argue that Jesus died in a lot of these like kind of rules and strictures were washed away, but then oh. like pick and choose. Cause they're like, we can eat pork and we can eat seafood, but like, we still hate gay people, you know? Yeah. It's like, but you and, can't get married. Yeah. And so, so this has been this book in, in the context of like the Christian faith is very contested, like and very contested. Yeah. Like, and, and also like, what is that word? I can't think of it. it. It's like, a, it there's a lot of contradictions that come, come into the faith because of this book. Yeah. Well, I mean, this book is an, in my mind, this book goes from being like a funny lunatic, like funny, like lunacy, like, oh my God, you're obsessed with me to just being like an absolute atrocity, but we're still, I had some other notes in, Oh yeah. Okay. So the carcass of unclean creeping things like, yeah, first of all, I don't want to, I can't read all of this about like these unclean and this unclean that it's like, I'm sorry. Like this is just so damaging and disgusting. It makes people, it sets people up to fail. It's like arbitrary kind of too. Like some of it, I was like, I mean, some of it makes more sense. It's like, I mean, I get like a pig being more unclean than like a cute little bird or something. Cause it's like in the mud but also like oh and the, i just read something and the little owl oh there was there's some like the little Bible strings little of yeah I, there's like some stuff that again those are absolutely light posts that you're running to in between like words like little owl but my brain did its cool free association thing again with um unclean creeping things and i was like i'm listening what's coming up for me what's the memory and uh-huh. it was well particularly the carcass of unclean creeping things and it reminded me of when there was a cockroach in my toaster. Oh yeah. <laughs> when I that was a carcass of an unclean creeping thing. That like 100% I hundred percent is what God up, means. That is like it's there, like it's vague until this moment. And you're like, uh-huh. yes, this is the carcass of an unclean creeping thing. I was in the morning making toast and the toast went in, started to heat up. I was very excited for it. And then I heard a the body of something creeping along inside my toaster and it started wildly wildly flap like the sound was like a wild flapping in the toaster and then I like look crept up and looked down into it there was a cockroach flailing for its life in the toaster and then it stopped because it was burned to death because I got toasted toasted to death <laughs> and that's what Leviticus I, I reminds me of yeah I remember that story and I misremembered i thought it was like already dead when you toasted it and no. you just found it and it's that is even more fucked i watched up. it die i watched it die um, and, and like was, i honestly the, the the sound the sound scares me more than the idea of seeing it happen the sound yeah, of a cockroach bad. flailing in a toaster is so disgusting yeah no it was like truly sick okay another thing that i just was seeing in my notes that came up in leviticus too is the concept of a wave offering have you seen this? I don't this? remember that, no. A couple of times a wave offering has been mentioned and all I can glean so far from it is that you wave something around and that's like how you sacrifice it. Like I might be wrong, but I should have written down the page, but I love that idea. And I think it's really cute. Like, like you have a little animal and you're like waving it in the air. You wave the thing, like instead of like killing it or like, yeah, like I could like make a wave offering of like, well, I'm bottle of water. Like I'm like, it's me offering it to you. Like, look. 
yay and then like it that's a kind of minor offering I mean I think that might be what it is I'm also like clearly have no idea what I'm talking about but I feel like I have an image in my head of it's like when people like hold their children up at the church yeah, and like okay, wave yes. their, it's like maybe that's what it is it's like not as good as killing the cow but it's like still something to like wave your little dove around or your baby or something right I don't know right I I underlined my one of my um sort of bumpers that I underlined was creeping things that creepeth oh I did yes that is the anchor that kept me going yeah that's what I meant I couldn't stop thinking about also of while you're looking for that the amount of physical labor it would take to kill and dismantle this many animals that are mentioned in this book like it Um, would take an army of people to do this it also, I mean, well, I think we kind of mentioned this, but just like the cleanup and it's, I mean, it's like- They have to clean up every night. It's a butcher Aaron, shop. Yeah, it's a well, butcher probably shop. Worse, probably worse because they do that. I don't know if the butchers kill the animals in the shop. You know, it's just, it's disgusting. It's, it's really, the yeah, the altar is extremely disgusting. Did you find the creeping things that creep it? No, but I found, I don't know if-, if Oh, already, it's 1143. What is- Chapter 1143, Creeping Things That Creep. Oh, wow. I like really, I really got out of order. Oh, yeah. It just says, Ye shall not make yourselves abominable with any creeping things that creepeth, neither shall you make yourselves unclean with them, that you should be defiled thereby. Like, first of all, is creepeth a word that, like, is that technically a word? How do you define something that's creeping? No, it's like, like you're crazy. Like it's, it's like, like you're being crazy. Yeah, it's no like, other explanation. Can't I creep? Like yes. everything's creeping. It's like, do they mean like things that are close to the ground and have small legs? Like I kind of think that's what they mean, but I think they, they mean also, more like bugs and sh- and like lobsters and shit. But like, yeah, I think like I think a symptoms. cat can creep. Okay, it's funny that you said that because I was like, maybe I shouldn't bring this up because it's boring because it's poetry, <laughs> but <laughs> but there's this poem that I love called Jubilate Agno. It's a famous poem from the 18th century, I believe. And it's Christopher Smart. And they, he wrote it when he was like in an insane asylum in London. And he like, it's this crazy long religious poem that has like a lot to do with the Bible and like numerology and animals. It's like, it's a lot of it's about animals in the Bible. And that there's this whole really long part about his cat and the end of it is it, it's like it's this really long thing about his cat it's got like all the beginnings of each line starts with for he can do this for he dances this way for he can do this for he can do that and the last line is for he can creep and it's interesting i didn't realize how much creeping there was in the bible i was always like that's crazy that he said that because it felt so modern because remember how a couple of years ago i was also thinking of this like creepy like calling everything creepy oh yeah which was like it's like it, it's like anachronistic like but it was like a go-to word. You'd be like, he was so creepy. It is. Yeah. I mean, now I'm like just thinking about the word and the usage of the word a lot more and like what it sort of connotes. It's also something I was thinking about with creepeth and creep is the issue of translation. And like in the original oh, right. Hebrew, I'm like, what I wonder word? if they have a word for creep that it like means as much as it means for us. I don't know. But I was, um, I don't know. It's like a question for me. Cause it's just so, it feels so like loaded. Also yeah. it's definitely, I'm sure like creepeth and creep when the King James version was translated were not, didn't have the same sort of yeah. power that they do now or maybe a similar power, but a different power. It's definitely a lighthouse, a beacon of hope when you see the word creep in Leviticus. 
Um, okay, so then I want to- Yeah, it's, re- it's like refreshing. It's like a little refresher. It's like, oh, thank <laughs> God, there's something like- Something like- To cling on to. I can relate to. Yeah. Um, and that also is like kind of like cute in a way or something. Yes. Speaking of cute, there's this moment that I think is so, so funny, which is in, it's 824. I'll read it. It's like, it's like physical comedy to me. 824. Oh, wait, this is not right. What's the verse about? Or what do you remember what it was about? Yeah, I remember what it said. It's basically there's the glory of the Lord and fire. The glory of the Lord came down as a ball of fire and ate the offering. And the and it just says the people shouted and fell on their face. Oh, I think I remember that. And too. like I just thought that was so funny. Wait, like, I think I no, I actually underlined that and then specifically because I was like, I know Courtney is going to <laughs> latch like, onto this specific passage. I love it. The people shouted and fell on their face. Like it sounds like the minions. Like that's what they would do. Yeah. I mean, that's like what I imagine, like a little cartoon being like very like physical like, comedy yes. kind of f- like flat on its fucking face. Yeah. Like Looney Tunes. Yes. Um, and so, okay. So then the next thing, my notes get crazy again here. I write, I wrote, uh, this is at 10 one. This like changed my life. Chapter 10 verse one. So what happens here is it's, I'm just going to read the verse and Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer and put fire therein and put incense thereon and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not. And there went out fire from the Lord and devoured them and they died before the Lord. Like this to me, and then I wrote in my notes, I look at my Bible differently now. Like it got to the point that was so crazy. Like truly Aaron's two sons have been working their fucking fingers to the bone, so cleaning hard. up blood, sprinkling blood on everyone, anointing them, putting blood on their ears, their face, their toes. They're putting blood everywhere. And that they just light incense and God kills them with fire immediately. Yeah. Immediately. I I remember reading this and I was like, I can't even dwell on this because this is once again another instance of God just like mercilessly being like, Oh, you fucked up a tiny bit, like you're dead. And yeah, it's just, yeah, it's like add that to the, to the list of insane, brutal murders God has committed in the name of an offering or whatever he wants. Well, it's just like that, like it made me, I feel like I went through such a mental journey with Leviticus specifically, because at, at first I was like, this is so repetitive and crazy. It's almost interesting. It's almost like like a durational kind of like art thing it's like how many things how much can you copy and paste about meat like and it's unreadable but like you know I was kind of like this is kind of interesting in this weird way and then then it went to this other place where I was like no no Courtney this makes no sense like Mm -hmm. you trying to make sense of this is like a frightening act like you shouldn't do that and then when that happened it was like there are no stakes like nothing is in balance like the stakes are out of whack everything is crazy and if you try to get into the logic of it like you lose it's like you will lose contact with the world and that's what then it's like oh no this is scary I had a moment where I was like reading it also kind of trying to make sense of it and then I was like you know what just let yourself enjoy it I was like Peyton let yourself enjoy it and I was like okay like this is funny this book is crazy and then it kind of like flipped then for me to where I was I was like okay like for, for a little bit I was I don't know letting it be kind of psycho and funny or something and then transitioned into being like deeply deeply mad about it and being like who the fuck let this happen yeah like I'm I'm looking at my notes right now and it gets to this is like there just took such a turning point like okay so after the animals like that could almost be fun like wait I have one one more thing to say about the animals like okay 
you know, in, obviously in the New Testament, Jesus dies for um, our sins, like sacrifices his body. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, okay, so I was thinking about Jesus being sacrificed for the sins of mankind, like spilling his blood so that we might have eternal life or, you know, whatever. And then how we, by we, I mean, like, not you and me, like we as in Christians and and Catholics and et cetera, who take communion and, you know, eat a cracker. Or like, for me, it was eating a little shitty piece of a cracker and like a sip of grape juice. Um, that is supposed to represent the blood and the body of Christ and Catholics, or like, I think more traditional Catholics believe in, I forget what the term is, but it's where it's the Eucharist, Eucharist, where once it enters your body, it's turning into literally his blood and body or blood and flesh. Um, and then I don't know, I kept thinking about that with these animal sacrifices and how there's such a, in, in Leviticus, there's such a focus on like the meat and the blood mm-hmm. you know it's like those are the two things they kind of it's talk so about the most. Bloody. and I was like oh so that's what's happening in the New Testament I mean I'm sure I learned this at some point when I was a kid but Jesus replaces this shit so that's why we no longer like sacrifice animals is because Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice and it's his blood <laughs> his blood is spilled and his body is like I mean it's not burnt but it's they wash his feet with water I think Oh my and god. And I don't know, I just made that like parallel and then yeah. And then was also thinking about communion and was like, oh, there, there's just like so much blood in all of it. It's sick. It's Wait. really gross. Part of it is like it felt at first it was like cool, like there's all this blood, like all right. And then it was like, this is actually too much and it's gross. It's like or it's just like it's over, it's overwhelming. And yeah, stupid. it's like gratuitous. Yes. And I realized I cut you off and you didn't tell me what kind of meat you would get for God. Oh, I mean, like literally the only thing that popped in my head was salmon. Oh my God, Peyton, I swear to God, I just knew you were going to say salmon. I mean, like I, I could have, I, I knew, but I, I think like you always make salmon. Yeah. I mean, I literally, I love salmon, but I'm like, okay, it's my favorite meat to eat. And also like, it seems like it wouldn't be as messy. It'd be kind of like smaller and cuter. Okay. And would also taste good. I'm like, I don't want like a burnt ass turtle dove or like fucking <laughs> goat. Um, I don't want so a turtle dove either. I, I think they would feel most comfortable offering salmon. That is beautiful. And that is crazy. I knew that you were going to offer. I also like and imagining it on the altar with like a little salt and pepper on it, which like, obviously no, I'm I, not doing that. But... I think you would cook it. When I imagine you bringing it to the Lord, I imagine actually a very specific piece of salmon you cooked for me several years ago. I see you carrying a pl- the plate that it was on. I see the corn, a corn on the cob uh-huh. on the plate. Oh, that sounds and, so good. Um, that's what you bring in. There was like herbs on it. Yeah. Lemon. Lemon, yeah, dill, and, and lemon. I'm bringing a wrapped from the store heavenly ham. We're going together. We're walking <laughs> to the altar. We're dropping it off. Oh my god! I think God. So I think it would beautiful. really show God like who we are. I know. And- well, that's the other. That's the thing too. I was like, I kept thinking of. I mean, like projecting myself into Leviticus in some weird way, and and like trying to personalize the offerings. And was like, oh my god, what would I do? Like. Salmon. What would I offer? Um, um, I also just, it just hit me like a ton of bricks as a person who has designed Leviticus brand meat, beef jerky. What about a stick, like a chomps? Oh, that's kind of what I was imagining. Oh, okay. I was imagining a bag of beef. Jerky, oh, like no, I was imagining like a big, long, 
meat chops, stick. meat yeah. stick. And like literally on the back of the packaging, you know, the front is clear so you can see the meat stick. The back, it just says like Leviticus, like huge bold font, black and white. Kind of sounds really cool. I think it would be cool. And I think I would like it to feature some like red. Oh, I was going to say the red, like the the font and the background are black and white. But then I was going to say like that all of the um, like details or like flourishes are red. Like the ingredients list is red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then like, maybe there's some, I mean, maybe there's like a drip of blood, like, ew. No, I think but that there should be. also cool, yeah. I think it should be. Um, okay, and then the last thing about the animals, and I feel like also we're lingering with the animals because then it just gets too gnarly to even like put your brain somewhere. Yeah, but yeah. The, there was a list of animals that like you weren't allowed to sacrifice, which I love. And I couldn't help but imagine them as like a party, like a little, having a little party together, which is a weasel. These are the friends. Yeah, let's say the weasel, all. the weasel, the mouse, the tortoise, the ferret, the chameleon, the lizard, the snail, and the mole. Like, okay. imagine walking into a room and sitting on a couple of couches and chairs, having snacks. Is weasel, mouse, tortoise, ferret, chameleon, lizard, snail, mole. It's literally I'd be so happy. like someone make a goddamn Pixar movie about the animals <laughs> that cannot be that like that already they don't even have to do anything just two hours of them like walking around talking is cute enough talking yeah, like walking having conversation um also my favorite part of the list was the chameleon because everything else is kind of like generic in a way that like pretty common like yeah across multiple continents and then like the chameleon right and they like, even say lizard I know so it's like, what does the chameleon, what is that doing? <laughs> like, it, do you think it's just honestly because it like changes colors and that was just It was too, too scary, too like scary? witchy, probably. Yeah. But also like, then I was imagining like a chameleon being sacrificed and was like, that is so No, sad. oh my God, I cannot imagine I know. that. So I'm glad that they're like spared. I'm glad that they were spared. But I bet that like, yeah, I mean, honestly, again, we're going to become Christian billionaires because we need to make it's like veggie tales is oh out. yeah add like, that to the list of things as we're making businesses. that movie yeah. veggie tales is tired this will be like a new veggie tales it's the animals who cannot be sacrificed in the and it's Testament. like they're the rejects they're like all like the little yes. punk oh, god, doesn't, so god doesn't want them yeah anyway okay let's get into it chapter 13 is about leprosy okay reading I, about the- i just first of all like i don't even i can't even like I know. Right. Like we can't talk how how much we can't talk about leprosy that much, right? No, we're not gonna it's talk like, about what leprosy. It's like what do you even say? It's, no, I wrote it's chapter just, thirteen leprosy. What color hair is growing out of boils and scabs? That's what it <laughs> is about. God, yeah. And then the next thing I wrote was this is completely unhinged, like the most unhinged thing I've ever tried to actually read. It's like trying to read Dr. Bronner's bottle or the religious stuff you get in the mail with tiny font it was even crazier and it's like all about it was reminding me of also like sorry but like covid stuff where it's like you know it's like if you go here it just it was giving me like major like if you go here and somebody was contacted this it's like it's all these rules it's like then you have to go stay by yourself for 10 days and then if you are sick then you can leave but if you're or if you're not sick you can leave but if somebody comes in contact with you and it's like about how to wash clothes and I was like oh my god shut up it was very COVID it was like if you're a woman and you have leprosy you have to do this for five days but if you're a woman and you're on your period and you have leprosy you have to do this for seven days and it it just felt very I mean if you're a woman in anything like you're just you don't want to be in the Bible. Kill yourself. <laughs> Commit suicide like, now. You're like fucking spare yourself. Um, okay. So, and then I think chapter 15 might be about come. Did you look at what? chapter 15? I think it might be about come. It, it's like his issue. This oh shall be his God. uncleanness in his issue. 
whether his flesh run with his issue or his flesh be stopped from his issue. Every bed whereon he lieth that hath the issue is unclean, and everything whereon he sitteth shall be unclean. Is the issue the issue? Is I think calm. the issue might be calm or shit. <laughs> I think it. I, I, I think it's calm. It has to be calm because I because then it's all about well, his bed and yeah. I was this um this section. I was just so confused by that. I was like, mm, okay, whatever. Yeah, because then they say the woman also with whom man shall lie with seed of copulation, they shall both bathe themselves in water and be unclean until the even. Like so, it's Ugh. getting more specifically about sex. Yeah. So it, it is about cum. Okay, so rules about washing your sheets that are rules covered in cum. About what to do about cum. And it's all like, oh my God, don't get cum on anything. And it just feels so like, this This is when it just started. Leviticus just makes me sick. It's like, mm. this is the root of all the problems. Like, it's literally, it's like why problem. everyone's scared of everything and hates themselves. And ha- hates each other. Like, and it's hates each other. Like, and hates poor like everything... fucking chameleons. I know. Actually, <laughs> I don't think that many people hate them, but. God hates chameleons. God hates chameleons. And so- Basically, there's that chapter 15.com. And it's just like the root of just like fear of sex and sexuality yeah, totally. is like implanted in this book. It's like it's like very fear of illness. Like it's it's so interesting also in I mean it's in, in the context of COVID and then also like thinking about how I wonder if this passage was like brought up during like the AIDS crisis at all like I can just see like a correlation oh, there sure. like this this like thing of you it's know fodder for a psychotically puritan society totally which also like the this book bringing up like gay shit a lot in general i'm just like now i'm freaked out about all these things like sitting next to each other i know i know it it, yeah it's like really sick it's really evil and it makes me feel like certain turning point and it was kind of around that with like the common and like uh chapter 15 i think is like all about then there's chapters all about like women and it's about how like women are unclean when they have their periods Mm -hmm. Um, but i did see 1533 which is yes end of her that is sick of her flowers and of him that hath an issue of the man and of the woman and of him that lieth of her that is unclean so i think that maybe someone that is sick of her flowers is how they're saying she's having her period that's kind of nice sounding no i am obsessed like from now until the day i die when i'm on my period i'm I'm sick of of my flowers flowers. i am sick of my flowers like don't mess with me right now i am sick of my flowers wait and so this verse is essentially saying if she's on her period and he comes then they're both unclean unclean it's like we kind of yeah, it's like we could have gathered that because you already read a whole chapter about if he comes, he's unclean, and a whole chapter about if she's on her period, he's unclean. It's, it's just like, like copy and paste. We can like deduce, yeah. Yes, we know you're probably gonna think this isn't a very good idea. Wow. Um, yeah. Then he like the God describes like year the atonement. He's like laying out like some high holidays, the yearly atonement different like festivals blah 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 so boring like unbearable and then yeah the festival part I truly was like no I don't I was like I can't even unbearable unbearable and then chapter 17 seems to be just another long-winded way of saying not to eat blood which Mm -hmm. is one of God's just undying obsessions 18 you can't see relatives naked 18 was okay I I'm like really, really fascinated with the Bible's obsession with nakedness, which like started in Genesis with I'm and Eve, you know, it's like from the get-go, it's like, you need to hate your naked body and be scared of everyone else's. And then I was like, yeah, chapter 18 is just about, you can't see your relatives naked, but it, God or whoever the fuck wrote this literally says every possible combination. It's like, it's like the nakedness of thy sister, the daughter of thy father or daughter of thy mother. And then it's like the, thou shalt not undercover, 
uncover the nakedness of thy daughter-in-law. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of thy brother's wife. It is thy brother's nakedness. That was really weird too. It's like, oh, if you well, see women your brother's wife naked, yeah. you're seeing your brother naked. No, Anyways. no, I think, I think it's more like that is his nakedness. Like he owns that oh, nakedness. he owns the naked, God. That's fuck. like, no, I know. In, in Leviticus too, women are absolute objects, possessions. They're, this is like the most where it's like, oh, they're possessions. And it's like, yeah. The, okay. First of all, somebody who's right, they write every combination of relatives seeing each other naked. It's, it's like, like, just say it once we get it's it. Like, but also it's like, you're, that's like pornographic to you. Like, oh. it's like a person who's like jerking off, like being like, and then the sister and the mother, it, like, okay. it's like, I had this like teacher in high school. The only school person that, that would say that much is somebody that's obsessed with that. I had which a is teacher fine. in high school who literally would always tell us he was like obsessed with how like men were led astray by women and like mm. he would always dress code to like girls if they had like any of cleavage or whatever. And he was so scary. And one time he was like in class, in front of the entire class, like boys, girls, whatever. He was like, Yeah, you all need to know that all men fantasize about sleeping with multiple women at once. He's like, that's what, it, he was like, this is what, a, this is how a man's mind works. He fantasizes about sleeping with multiple women at once. And I was like, at the time, I mean, obviously like 15 years old, so uncomfortable. And then also like, so you're just telling us that you want to like have a fucking orgy and get like banged by a bunch of girls yeah, and like confessing to it. And it's like, similar in this passage where it's like whoever fucking wrote this shit was just like dying over like imagining all these naked ass relatives similar to my teacher who was like trying to teach us something but basically confessing to the fact that he's just thinking about orgies all the time yeah that he's just thinking about like wanting to have sex with multiple women all the time and then i'm like also sitting in the class like like, i was like wait i'm not thinking about that like what's wrong with me i don't want to have sex with a lot of women this book also then gets into like thou sh- you know it's like nakedness and then it's like thou shalt not like sleep with thy neighbor's wife and then you know thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind and then thou shalt not fuck animals yeah it's you know you we yeah it's like don't of, have sex with animals it. it's it. like okay you don't want anyone to do anything we understand and then the it, it's just like it also well here in my notes like i think i i left off reading and this crazy thing happened to me which is I wrote in my notes, I want, I swear, you're going to think I'm making this up. I wrote, I want to start dreaming about Bible dot, dot, dot. And then left off my notes that night. I dreamed I finished reading Leviticus. Wait, you wrote, I want to start dreaming about Bible. I want to, well, just because in my shorthand in my notes, but like, but so in like, my notes, when I'm taking, when I'm taking, <laughs> when I'm taking notes, I'm really a lot of it writing about like my experience of reading, like what it was feeling like to me. And so like, I finished I finished that section and I just had the feeling right before I was going to, not right before I was going to sleep. I was finishing up reading my Bible time for that day. And I was Uh like, I want to start dreaming Bible stuff. Like I I was more imagining dreaming. Like I was in the times of the Bible. Yeah. That sounds cool and scary. It sounds cool and scary, but I was like, I want that to happen to me. I think that's going to happen to me. And so I was just kind of like recognizing that Uh that is maybe the path I'm on. And then that night I dreamed, not that I was in the Bible times, but I dreamed that I had finished reading Leviticus. And then the next morning I thought I had finished reading it. And then I realized I hadn't. Whoa. But like the Bible's in my dreams now, which is like scary enough. And Leviticus. I have to say it hasn't entered mine, but I wonder now that we've had this discussion, if it will. It will. I'm sure it will. I bet I'm going to have a Bible dream tonight. Um, Okay. So next, after the naked shit and the sex, not the sex rules, um, (laughs) what is this section? Well, the next section, there's, um, so there is something nice. So this was like almost even more infuriating, infuriating because in Leviticus two, there's slipped in a couple of like 
quote unquote nice thing. So there's this like one of the rules is like when you are harvesting your farm, your fields, you can't, you shouldn't harvest every corner. You need to leave some for yeah. strangers. So like in this chapter, this is what's so kind of maddening. It's because like in the same chapter is the kind of thing of like, love thy neighbor. Like that's kind of mentioned. And it's like, I'm sorry, knowing, knowing that is part of like the Bible. That's like a huge thing, right? Loving thy neighbor, treating my neighbor as we treat like a loved one, like and th that being cited as like, no, Christianity is like a positive foundation. You know what I mean? The Bible is a, yes. a book about, that's like a positive foundation because of these things. It's like, these things are wedged between atrocious statements. And if you can, you can't just like take it apart like that, you know, it's like it, to me with it, like, it just felt like it was like, it, it just scared me. It, it made me think of people being like, oh, I love the Bible. Like the Bible is my favorite book. And it's like, well, this is in the Bible where it says like, a woman who's on her period, like has to basically be locked away because she's unclean and she has to like atone for having a fucking period or like men who sleep with other men are going to be put to death. And like, somebody's going to be stoned to death. It's like, how is this your favorite book? What are you talking about? It's, this is it's, a book is a work of lo a lunatic. It's also, it's like the way things are picked and choose chosen, you know, like people are like love thy neighbor, like Christian, Christianity is so sweet. It's all about like love and blah, blah. blah. It's like, no, it's actually a little mostly about like blood and fucking animal dung. And like, and it's about like hating people and control. There's okay. Wait, I'm, I am pissed that I didn't know this and I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it's in Leviticus. Cause I don't think I would remember it this well, but there's a section, there's a part of it where it's like, it's like lists all the rules. And it's like, but if you follow them, you'll be fine. But oh if you break God. one goddamn rule, you're dead. Yeah. Bitch. It's like, and it's toward like toward the end of it. Yes. And it, sorry, I didn't mean to like skip ahead, but I feel like it like relates to that where it's like, it's like, Oh, okay. It's like, Oh, sweet. But like, don't worry. Like you'll follow the rules. You'll be fine. And then flips back again. And is like, but actually also if you don't, you're dead. It's like, okay, well, yeah, you're teasing us here. Yes. And, and it's, you're also, it's also like, that's fucking gaslighting these poor people. You're kind of crack crackling oh, a little bit. Yeah, it reminded me well, what you're saying. It's like setting p humans up for failure. Like mm -hmm. it made me even think about like being a, like working in a preschool, being a teacher. Like you don't give people rules that they can't follow. You don't give like I'm thinking of like with children, like setting up structure for children. Like the idea is to like get, set them up to succeed, set them up to have a positive experience of themselves. So like giving them like this is a weird example but like giving them like nice art materials that like no matter what you do with them they're going to look good you know mm -hmm. so that then like a child looks at what they made and it's not like they aren't fighting against like these shitty materials or something you know and so it's like because if you're giving them like super waxy crayons like it's really hard to make that aesthetically pleasing you know what i mean yeah yeah so, like, this is interesting sorry. i don't i'm not like yeah aware of these it's just like it's the idea kids, yeah it's the idea of setting somebody it's simply setting someone up for a successful yeah. experience of themselves in the world like in the world so it's like look this is a good like you know when you're a kid and you're like trying to make something and it's like falling apart and it's like so frustrating yes like like if you are painting with watercolors and like the paper would rip yes and it's like oh my god I was working so hard and this paper ripped it's like yeah that, your teacher should have given you like thicker paper or like if if there were thicker paper it's not your fault but like when you're a kid you're like oh I can't do the stuff that adults do and it's like this feel, felt like this to me. It's like, you're just setting everyone up for failure. It's like, there's nothing but rules to keep track of. And it's like, you're going to be fine if you follow all the rules. And it's like, no one can follow all these rules. So everyone is like basically made to feel like shit and like inferior or whatever to God. And then I, they come and they like make atonements. And it's like the entire thing feels very much to me like 
I've been watching a lot of cult documentaries lately as everyone has, and it's like a high control group. It's just like, you know, when you put, when you get people in a group and like isolate them and make it like us versus them. And then you make, you introduce like super high levels of control over what they can eat, how they can sleep, what they can do, if they can have sex, like these human needs, then like you basically have control over people. And that's like how cults function. It, I, one of my notes literally says, so people of this time were expected to be perfect or die. <laughs> and it's like, yes. it's literally, it's crazy because like there's a, like a passage Oh, like this passage, and I think this is in the next, maybe I'm skipping ahead of time. Oh, no, 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 this is, yeah, we're like right on track. Um, it says, for every for everyone that curseth his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. He hath, he hath cursed his father or his mother, his blood shall be upon him. And it's like, wait, you can't like talk shit about your mom and dad, or you can't like be mad at your mom and dad. Also, right. like, does this apply to like children or like adults being, it's just like, there's there's literally no gray area or no like opportunity for any type of wrongdoing it's like you're just if you if you fuck up a little bit you're dead it's like if you're a woman and you like do something wrong on your period like sorry you have to die you know yeah it's like okay you can't control that yeah it's a lot of stuff that people can't control and it's a lot of just like super repressive everything is just about repressing things it's like oh, you can't talk about your father and mother. It's like, what if your father and mother are fucking crazy? Like yeah. my parents are absolute lunatics. If I wasn't allowed to think negative, I love them. Part of loving somebody, like there's no complication. Like part yeah. of loving somebody is understanding like they're fucked up. Like I'm fucked up, you're fucked up. We all and are. Also, like, and like the Bible is, is saying healthy. like, talking shit, you have to. I don't know. It's just like, this book it's, is just was making me crazy. So it's also point. crazy how like, it'll be like, if you curse your mom and dad, you're going to die. It's like, that's extreme. But then that's next to if a man lie with, like has sex with his daughter-in-law, they'll die. And it's like, that feels like more kind of objectively like immoral. Like a man probably shouldn't sleep with his daughter-in-law. Like even today, like I don't think, I think that's kind of looked down upon, but then to put that, put these things next to each other. And then also then next to like, if you like a man sleeps with a man, he shall be put to that. So it's, it's this really like non-hierarchical kind of, thing that's happening that I think is interesting because there's also I'm not another thing I'm not sure how much this is in the actual text of the bible but the way I was raised was that all sins are equal so which is insane because it's like I grew up thinking that like when I I don't know like pick my fucking nose I was doing the same thing as like someone who was murdering 20 people you know yeah or maybe it's a mess picking your nose isn't a sin I don't know like is it? Like, it might be. I mean, it probably is. It maybe, probably is in Leviticus. Like if I hit my brother, I was like, I'm the same as a murderer. That, that is came, so scary. That came to my head during this section because I was like, it is crazy how they're listing all these things, some of which it's like, well, if you like put your shoe on the wrong foot, sorry, you're going to die next to like, oh, if you kill your wife, you're going to die. It's like, okay, that makes a little more sense. I don't think anyone should be dying for anything really, but it's, yeah. just, it's just crazy. It's like such a mind fuck, like these poor people. What I, what it makes me wonder is like, why would anybody participate in it? But I guess like, they're just like living in the desert and they, they're almost like maybe the Christian group kind of provided some basic safety or something. Like, I don't know why. I, I just can't so. imagine it's why. Like des- maybe they're just like desperate involved. for a leader. Like they wanted. Or the miracles or something. They like know. really liked the miracles. <laughs> anyway, I just like, yeah, I was like really kind of terrified that this book is in any way like respected or like 
and and then I also had to realize like okay probably only like orthodox and like fundamentalist um versions of like different religious like you know those kinds of groups or people who maybe yeah. take this literally literally now but I still it's still difficult for me which I, I mean I understand I don't think that like every person that loves the bible is like taking this literally and being like yeah this is all good and true I'm sure that a lot of people have a lot of conflict with it but at the same time the people having conflict with it is almost scarier to me like because it's like imagining trying to soften and warp this into something that's like doable for you it's just like which is my experience scare me yeah yeah and that was my experience and like now reading this again I'm like this is so like now that I'm so far removed from that world it's even crazier to look at this and be like wait how are you convincing me and like thousands of other people that yeah this was supposed to be like read and interpreted and internalized as like God's truth but this is what it's actually saying right and like and then like obviously there was a lot of kind of glazing over sections and ignoring shit and then like focusing on these these specific like nuggets of goodness or whatever yeah and that is also really confusing because it's like you're doing that but then you're also as a blanket statement kind of saying that the bible is the word of god and is infallible and like you can't argue with it yeah so first i'm just gonna say sorry for the sound issues to our listeners we're realizing there might be some sound issues we are diy independent production yeah and we're just like we're here actually to be honest with you, we're here to talk about the Bible. We're not here to become audio engineers. No. Um, but I'm depressed Peyton's and we have sound issues. Um, yeah, Peyton's depressed. My hair looks like total crap and we are all dealing with our own problems. So if your problem is just that we don't sound that good, I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, so thanks back, for listening. <laughs> back to the book. Um, I did find the section where they talk about I, they God is telling them oh if you if you follow my commandments and my statutes like I will give you rain and your threshing shall reach unto the vintage I don't know what that means um and I will give peace in the land and then he's like but if you fuck up he says this I mean that, those are just a few of the things my favorite ones he says I will also send wild beasts among you which shall rob you of your children and destroy your cattle and make you few in number and your highways shall be desolate and then another one is he says that I will walk contrary unto you also in fury and I even I will chastise you seven times for your sins and ye shall eat the flesh of your sons and the flesh of your daughters shall ye eat like dude what I know it's like very the like nastiest shit I've ever heard okay you know what actually this you know I don't you know I hate gender stereotypes but I will say like this instance makes me feel like God is a woman because oh, like you know the thing of like God is like the whole I, which I like hate like God is a woman like I personally just like hate that so much but I mean I hate it too with it's just this, as, I'm like God is a man right with I think it's worse because it kind of like, I, I feel like saying God is a man. Like when I say God, I basically, I usually refer to him as he, because Me too. I just feel like, I just feel like it's like fine. Like whatever, like God isn't, it doesn't matter. Like call him but, a man who cares. I mean, I feel like God when somebody's is not like, anything. God's not anything. And like calling it a man is kind of like, oh, whatever, like why not? And like saying like God is a woman is like sort of, I feel like trying to be very like, alternative like it's trying to be like sexy and about like actually like women like powerful women it's like I don't want God to be a woman I don't care but like 
that means nothing to me. But it's like, like giving God too much power because not because like, it's like women why, have yes, more power, we, but just because it's like you're then you're thinking about it too much. It's like don't give God that much attention. Just yeah, let him just like, be him and let him be a crazy <laughs> fucking bitch. But then exactly crazy bitch. Like it kind of makes me feel like it's like, oh, crazy. Bitch it's like, times. but also, yeah. Like, like I've never thought of like God as a woman, like peaceful, like, oh, mother earth, like crazy. Like God is a woman in terms of like, God is like so crazy. Like it reminds me of like the way growing up in a house with just women, like we were like monstrous to each other. Like it was like, I think it's like the way people are socialized. Like totally. I mean, right? I think about my mom and my sister versus my mom and me and my brothers. And it's like, that was a different thing. Like, yeah, I feel like, I feel like this is, I have a long theory about this, like kind of the hate, like the depth and wrath and hatred of like women because so, okay. It's I'm from the South where you're so like, people are socialized to like, if you're a woman, like this, the source sort of socialization practice is like, you're not thinking about important things. You're just thinking about like mm. gossiping. You're like making sure you look hot. Like, it's just so sad. There's nothing like women are, I don't like, there are no, I didn't have any like role models. Like as everyone's just like, are you skinny? Are you hot? Like who's having, That's who's it, doing yeah. what, who has more money, who looks good, who has a car, like whatever. And then, then men are the people who are supposed to think about like the important things or whatever. And so like, that's like how little boys are socialized right it's like you have responsibilities and like women it's just like you're just like props kind of yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. because I think because of that men don't have I think that like the shadow side of that is like women get trained to have these like incredibly petty minds in those kind of situations like to where it's like all because like you're basically trained like all you're supposed to think about is like keeping a man like getting a boyfriend keeping a man getting where keeping a man and so it makes you this like crazy ruthless kind of like automaton killer robot that's like I will do anything to get what I want and I will like be so completely psycho like I will burn a house down like I will in the name of just like you know what I mean like in the name of just like some petty thing like I remember my mom was dating um her boyfriend of a long time and his ex-wife would like call our house and leave these voicemails that were like crazy slut you're a slut like screaming calling oh like crazy she would drive by our house one time she wrote on my mom's car in shoe polish like kenny's well, whore yeah yeah kenny's whore like on her car in shoe polish and like she didn't have time to like wash off her car before she had to like go to work and it's like wait i'm i'm sorry you came to our house in the middle of the night you took a thing of shoe polish you made every step of the way you said yes this is what i'm gonna do and that feels like god and this book like it's like I am so crazy I'm unrelenting and I will demolish you in the most petty sick ways I can imagine it's like yeah God is a woman I think like petty is the perfect word too because it's like instead of just being like I'll like strike you dead because obviously God can just snap his fingers and you're dead he's like I will send like beasts to eat your children yes and then if the children are still there I will somehow make you go crazy and make you eat your own children it's like oh my god like you're yeah. so creative like just yeah do like kill him and call it a fucking day like I feel like that is that if god is a man that's what he would do he would just kill them and be like whatever that's interesting and if god is a woman and she will be like I will I want to make you go insane and I will do like the most specific and creative things possible I mean I'm obviously canceled because I'm making all these like gendered stereotype like description but, but i'm sorry but reason. when they're there for a reason we all were fucking socialized by boring ass people that like taught us what we were supposed to be like and then we 
agreed or disagreed. We resisted. We did what we can. Here we are. But this is the world. And God is a woman because God is a crazy, petty psychopath. People who really latch on to like the God is a woman thing. It's like, oh, God is a woman. She's like this gentle, caring, nurturing, whatever. But then to like flip it around and be like, if the God that you are talking about is the God from this Bible, that's a shitty woman, shitty man, shitty whoever it is. <laughs> it's a shithead. It's a shithead. So then like to think about this, this God that we're talking about as a woman is really interesting because it's like, oh, this is like a fucking psycho bitch. <laughs> well, that's kind of what I mean. Like, I can't stand the thing of being like, God is a woman. It's like gentle. And like, like for me, something that I can't stand is the idea of women being feminine. Like yeah, having these like feminine the, traits. The understanding. Like, yeah. Like the understanding is like, oh, female traits are just like they're gentle and it's about sharing. And it's like actually some female, like I'm identify as a woman. And I don't find myself to be incredibly gentle. And like I know that I have rage inside of me. <laughs> and like that's feminine too. Like it's like the these qualities no, don't no, no, really it's, match it's, up. But it is funny, like I just I'm I don't know why, but I'm have this like visual in my head of like a god is the woman poster with this like very like gentle nurturing yes, woman totally. like That's a child and like be. flowers and it's like just god has historically not gentle like god is yeah a, a big mean scary thing i'm very excited to get more into the new testament because i i get i feel like god gets softer but still like does some crazy shit anyways um we should wrap up one now. one final thing i want to say about yes. Leviticus is so towards the end there's this section about like how they will farm their land and like these rules about like like farm this for six years take the seventh year off and then he keeps referencing the jubile (laughs) what the jubile oh i think it's like jubilee i know but it's it's but they spell it jubile yeah yeah yeah, yeah. do you think you is it pronounced jubilee well, I think it just means Jubilee. Oh, that, that's, I thought it meant Jubilee, but I just kept, I loved it that it just Jubile. kept saying like the Jubile. It's not, it's very like the Grinch. Like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hubilation. That was another kind of like anchor for me was Jubile. I was like, yeah. I, I really like in, am enjoying this kind of popping up and especially uh, one of the more boring sections. I think that's, is that that's like, it. that's it. Leviticus we, it, is. It drove me crazy. It made rules. me insane. I need more therapy than I'm already in because of Leviticus and that's all there's to it and we're going to be soldiering on to we're saying goodbye to Leviticus forever I hope yeah and me too soldiering on to numbers right yeah numbers is next which sorry sounds fucking boring but we'll I find know out. but I'm numbers. hoping I'm hoping that it's we kind of get the script flipped and Leviticus is the boring one which we thought was exciting because of the name but numbers sounds boring and will actually be thrilling. I hope I hope numbers is just like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's and literally it's just the whole book. <laughs> All the numbers. That would be better than Leviticus, honestly. Um, okay, well, I hope your week reading numbers is a jubile and I love you. Oh my you, god, me too. I love I you and good it. luck. <laughs> <laughs>